Be who you are and acknowledge how you feel. Because at the beginning, middle, and end of the day, real is the new real. Welcome back. I am your hostess, Shannon McGuire. This week, we're talking about grief. That is a heavy word. Literally, it comes from words in Latin that means make heavier. And when I think of grief in particular, it leads me to sadness. It makes me think about being sad. And the heaviness, I think, is the metaphoric welling up of the tears and then the need to release. Oftentimes, when I coach folks that are experiencing grief, I can see it and feel it as a need to release. But they don't know how. Sometimes it's because no one has made it okay for them to release it. I know I grew up in environments where it wasn't cool to cry. It wasn't cool to cry. I ain't crying. Nobody crying. I'm not sad. Because being in that vulnerable, open space can breed more pain. You had to be hard. You had to push through. You had to endure. More than that, you couldn't even claim stress. You couldn't even claim suffering. You couldn't even claim fear. It's just like it is what it is and keep going. But then the complaining at the same time would be there of not feeling well and being well. Grief is such a natural thing. It's a part of loss. When something goes away, it's interesting how heavy we start to feel. When we lose loved ones, when we lose things that were near and dear to us, be it items, job, it creates this heaviness within us. And that heaviness is the welling up of the feelings and the emotions that are literally crying to be poured out. Over the last year of my life in particular, it has been a wild ride. Over the last year, I was in the space of birthing my big dreams while walking with my dad as he approached his finish line in life. And going through birthing and dying is so interesting. They're so similar in some ways. Birthing required, like, nesting. I remember being pregnant each time and getting into that nesting phase, like, I got to clean up, I got to get things ordered, I'm ready to receive. And it was the same energy but different when it came to death. Like, I got to get things in order, I got to put things together, and I got to be prepared and for something I knew it was the departure, but it was bigger than that. And because I had taken the time to really consider and contemplate my life experiences around death and loss, it prepared me to walk with my dad to his finish line. I cannot tell you how honorable that was. And it's funny, like ha-ha and kind of ironic. But it was so funny because so many people would say this one phrase that really struck me as odd. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was like a program that we were all taught. When someone dies, you walk around saying, I'm sorry, or you start grieving for them. My dad had a hard life, but my dad also had a joy-filled life. And maybe he had more moments of struggle and suffering than he did joy. But in the end, I think a few deep, good moments of joy will make a life of suffering worth it. Grief and losing people is heavy. It's hard. Because I've reconciled my source and where I come from, me and why I'm here and what I'm out to do, it's a more trustful, open space. I don't know what happens after we die. And arguably, does anybody really know? Maybe, maybe not. That's not my burden to carry. What I'm about is the meaning I place on things. And grief is just such an opportunity to start digging into meaning. What did that person mean to me? What did that thing mean to me? What did that event mean to me? I know what my dad meant to me, and I was fortunate to have conversations over the course of my lifetime to understand what I meant to him. And I think it's that work that was done in life that made the transition in death so much lighter to carry. Going back to I'm sorry, people just constantly said it, I'm sorry, or they say my condolences. 
I could dig the condolences, the I'm sorry. I started to see how many people's switches flipped around grief. Victimhood has a whole little space in it for sadness. And when we don't feel good, sadness is one of the ones that is the heaviest and the most draining. And I find that it's draining and heavy when we're not releasing. We're not releasing the tears, when we're not releasing the fears and the sorrow. That's why mourning, not like the mourning, but like mourning the loss, (laughs) is so imperative. Giving that closure, celebrating the life, or even for some people having a funeral. Death doesn't just come for people. It comes for ideas. It comes through a simple word, which is change. Change is something ending and something beginning. They say energy can't be destroyed. You know, it's a very fascinating concept. And I think part of the grief process is a lack of awareness that we get to believe whatever we want. Where does that person go? Maybe they're still here with us. Maybe they're not. Who knows? When you lose someone or something important to you, it is natural and almost instinctual in some ways to feel grief. Sometimes if you've grown up in environments like me when you were younger and you were told basically through the culture and even directly in some cases you can't cry, stop crying. So you're getting your ass whooped and stop crying. Like how am I going to stop crying when I'm getting my ass whooped? Experiencing some grief and pain right now. Grief is the G in rage because grief can be born out of resentment and anger. Grief can be born out of gorges that we go through in life that are big challenges. They can also come in as tiny challenges. Challenges just change. How to get through grief to me, it's a gorge. Grief is a gorge. Grief, especially when we lose loved ones, it stays with us because they stay with us. Grief, to me, is an invitation to drop into the heart. I was recently in a meeting where someone asked a question about that, and we didn't have time to go into the answer. But it was along the lines of, if we're so focused on connecting to our hearts, grief is the one time where that might not be wise. I disagree. Here's why. Grief is all about feelings and emotions. It's like represented by water. In a lot of cultures, water represents emotions. The heart is like the storage center for those feelings. It's also the storage center for those feelings of the loved ones and the things that have changed and gone away. Tapping into the heart is where I go, into like the vault of remembrance. More than the stories in my head standing alone, it's the stories and the feelings combined that tap into the love that I had for that person or that thing, the joy that it brings me, the fun that we had. Tapping into the heart and getting familiar with the heart is what carried me through grief. It was my heart that gave me the strength to walk with my dad to his finish line. It was my heart that birthed the big dreams that I have been thinking about and sitting with for years. It was my heart that proclaimed my passion and my purpose. It is my heart that guides me through the grief and the emotions. My heart has an intuitive wisdom within it. It has a memory. It is the epicenter of my feelings. So tapping into my heart has been one of the most beneficial things. And that's because I had done the work to trust myself because I told myself the truth and I could be open with myself about things <laughs> like rejection coming along. Ugh, that was a hard one to get through. Understanding what control meant, being mindful of my consents, stopping and thinking about, man, why am I even arguing and where is jealousy showing up for me? Battling victimhood and resentment My heart could unlock and open up because I started to file away those calluses. (laughs) Kind of like feet. I didn't want to walk around with a crunchy-ass heart. 
I don't like to walk around with crunchy ass feet. So we're going to do some work and like pedicure the heart. And that's what's allowed me to get in the space to navigate grief with grace, with so much courage, with so much awareness, because I'm being, I am a being, I am here, I am now, I'm alive. And while the things and ideas and people that are no longer there physically, energetically, they've imprinted on me, in my heart, in my mind. And I can tap into that at any given time and remember. And things may not be going my way and they may not be here. I can't have a conversation one-to-one. But I can also take the time to think about and reflect on the ones that we've had, the experiences that I've navigated. Life ends and begins constantly. One of the interesting cycles to go through (laughs) for me was as my dad was making his way to the finish line, my daughter was preparing to give birth. So in this tension of birthing my big dreams and losing my dad, I got a granddaughter. And that's been like a, whoa, what, whoa. And then I've decided to let go of certain ways that I've shown up in the world through my profession and really starting to remix and think through what matters to me. I've decided to take these moments of birth and death and realize that they're so synergetic. There's so much synergy between them. And I confuse those experiences together. And grief is a passage to navigate through it. Mourn the loss, letting go of the losses, but also celebrating the life and the birth. Grief is a powerful way to explore the areas in our life that are heavy and burdensome. And starting with the tears and sometimes having a really good cry. I mean, just like a really good cry can break open the heart. I've witnessed it time and time again through coaching sessions, a really good cry and giving oneself permission to. One of the most powerful things that my dad said to me toward the end of his life was that it was okay to cry. Took that man to be 66 years old to finally proclaim and accept that it was okay to cry. And it was beautiful and it wasn't weak. It was such a strength. And I think it takes strength to cry and grieve and navigate through it and not try to discard it and bury it. I don't feel pain. I don't feel hurt. I'm fine. Mm, maybe not. And maybe you don't need to be joyful and excited and all peppy like me because you're you. It's more so, are you feeling good? Are you feeling bad? How do you want to feel? Grief is a gateway in exploring those conversations. Grief and how we navigate it is so personal and it's tied to our culture and our beliefs and our values. Just like there's no one right way to heal, there's no one right way to grieve. It really comes down to loving and accepting yourself for who you are and knowing that you can commit to growing and getting better every damn day. Every moment is an opportunity for you to be the person that you want to be. Don't wait and worry about becoming. Just be now. The physical matter will catch up with you. So where might you need to experience letting go and releasing the heaviness within you? Where might you take some time to tap into your heart and feel the love that you have toward whatever may have left you, whoever may have left you? Be who you are and acknowledge how you feel. Because at the beginning, middle, and end of the day, real is the new real. If you've enjoyed these nuggets of mom wisdom, I recommend that you go over to suprememoms.com and find more ways to recharge.